Good morning, beloved. Uh, so today I'm doing part two of the uh, a message that I spoke last week. Uh, it's called the Good Report, and I'm continuing on it uh, today. Uh, for those who are joining us online, so there's a link below the video. There's a little PDF file, and if you click on that link, then it opens up all the scripture references that we're using today. Okay, so you can follow that. Um, so this message is really powerful. Uh, you know, um, we spoke about last week about, uh, I read Isaiah 53. And Isaiah 53 begins by saying, who has believed, confidently trusted and relied on, adhered to our message of salvation. Okay. And everything about the kingdom of God is believing. How did all of you become a son of God? You believed on what Jesus did on the cross. Some of you had an encounter, someone, some of you, someone came and told you about the good news about what Jesus has done. And at some point you had to believe it. Not because you even saw it, because the cross happened 2000 years before us. And you had to believe it by faith. And by believing you became a son of God and you came into the kingdom. Okay. And it continues from there on by believing everything. It doesn't end there. In fact, after you became a son, the journey begins. And so for a lot of people, sometimes it, they believe, they come into the kingdom and they feel like it's done now. And now everything should be a rosy garden. And in fact, that journey just begins from there. Because the minute you believe what part of you got born again, your spirit man. But there's a soul man of you, which is your mind, that, that keeps on believing and is keeping on getting adopted and getting conformed to, to the image of your spirit man. That is completely perfect. And that process is called believing. And the more there's alignment in your spirit and soul, when they are one, they're not double-minded when they're one, that's when the light of the wine flows in the branch. In simplicity, what that alignment is called is just called believing, when you start believing. Okay, it's the simplicity of it. So I want to begin, last week I shared about, if you hear part one of it, I talked about two Peters. There's one Peter, I took the story of Peter, uh, you know, when he's in a storm with the disciples caught in the storm. And then Jesus comes walking on the water. And then the minute Peter looks at Jesus walking on the water, he says, Lord, command me to walk on the water. And so Jesus says, come. And he starts walking on the water. And now exactly what Jesus is, is who he is. Is because he's looking at Jesus. And as Jesus is, so is he. There's no separation between the two. Jesus looks like a son of God. And all the disciples in the boat looking at Peter, suddenly Peter looks like a son of God. Because they both are walking on water. And that's what you and I are supposed to be. And then the minute he gets his eyes off Jesus, he starts looking at his circumstances and he starts weighing the circumstances bigger than who he is, he begins to drown. And then he's like, Jesus saved me. And then Jesus goes and immediately it says, pulls him out of the water. Okay. And then Jesus just says, why did you doubt? Okay. And so what is Jesus really saying? Why did he doubt who he is? In today's world, it would be, don't doubt who you are in today's world because you become a son of God. In today's language, it would be don't doubt, don't second guess what I have made you, what you've become. You're a son of God. Don't second guess who you are. Okay. And uh, so I always say there are, there are two. So I, I want to teach everybody to walk on water. So there are two places you can be, right? You can fall sick. You get symptoms, you fall sick, and then there's a bailing out. And then Jesus will come and rescue you, and that's fine, and he does that. And there's another place you can be is where, as a son, you learn to walk on water, where it doesn't even matter if you're in the storm, is because you're not even praying that anymore because you're over the storm. Creator will always be greater than creation. 
okay and so there's nothing that you fear so you're not praying uh, so you can be in the midst of covid and you're not really praying oh covid go away is because you're greater than covid so it doesn't really matter but of course you're praying that other people get set free but jesus was walking among lepers he wasn't getting leprosy but he was there to heal the lepers but he's not praying oh leprosy don't touch me is because he's above it because he's life and life and death can't go together and so the same way today you and i are called to be sons of god okay so i i talked about the two peters in the uh, in the previous message and i encourage you to hear it so today's message will make a lot of uh, relevance and it will sort of fit together um so a lot of the old testament when david and you talk look at the psalms which peter is he is he the peter walking on water or is he the peter that is asking for rescue because david had not yet become a son of god the spirit of god came on him and the spirit of god could be so david is still david and all of the old testament people were praying and waiting for that day when they become sons of god that generation that could call themselves sons of god which is you and i today so we're at a greater place than where david was okay david talked about a generation where the the sins would not be imputed on man and we are the generation where our sins are not imputed to us okay so uh, i want to begin with a testimony so for uh, you know some of us in beloved already know about bhavin and um, uh, to those who don't i'm just going to share uh, bhavin was a, a guy that i met uh, last year at some point um, uh, you know he was helping he was a broker at the time he was helping me look at some places and uh, i met him uh, we sat at uh, a starbucks for coffee uh, to discuss and he told me about a health problem that he had and he had surgery just like uh, two days uh, away okay it was something to do with his abdomen or something like that and uh, he said that you know i don't even have the money for the surgery and uh, he talked about how he was forsaken he was put out of his house he was living uh, at a friend's place his um, you know his father had put him out of the house and uh, he wasn't happy with his job and so many things altogether and um, i remember at the time just praying for him and uh, told him about jesus he came into the kingdom and uh, you know he had a uh, uh, surgery scheduled two days away i said go and eat uh, and he was not allowed to eat certain food he was not allowed to eat chicken he hadn't eaten it for like six months i said i want you to go and eat some chicken so he said i'm not allowed to i said well how will you know if you're healed if you don't go and eat so the next day he goes uh, he eats chicken he calls me in the night and tells me that uh, you know priya i ate chicken and nothing happened you know everything is fine so i told him to go to the doctor the next day he goes to the doctor the next day and the doctor says there's no need of surgery he's completely fine so he was so excited about a uh, healing that happened in his body and so he came to church the the day after and just to uh, you know a young boy who's just coming to the kingdom uh, he's a son of god and he comes in just to share how god has healed him two days later i meet him and um, uh, you know he wanted an encounter with jesus i said well just ask him you know ask your father to reveal yourself uh, reveal himself to you so i remember sitting again it was me my mother and uh, this young boy just sitting and uh, he he tells me priya the father came in my dreams i said how do you know he's the father who came in your dreams he said well he was dressed like a father he was all white and uh, he said but he had a stick in his hand you know I said, yeah, he's the shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And um, he told me, he said, yes, uh, you know, I was, uh, I came, I sat next to him, and then he was telling me, I've been waiting for you all my life. And then, uh, and then the good shepherd told him to follow him, and so Bhavan follows him, and he says he entered from one rem to another rem, and he said the minute he entered that rem, he 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 told me it was almost like all my cares and concerns and burdens were left behind. 
and I entered this place that looked like a city that was so beautiful and it looked like heaven. And, uh, and God told him, the father told him, don't worry, don't fear, just take my hand. And so he entered this, right? And so, uh, so this was at some point last year. Uh, Bhavin's testimony is, uh, you know, I always share it with everybody. It's how God changed his life in four days and four hours. Uh, he didn't, um, so he gets healed. Uh, his father who had left, uh, you know, had, he had put him out of the house, suddenly calls up after two days, uh, apologizes to him and tells him to come back home. Uh, he applies for a new job. He didn't want to do the brokering or whatever he was doing. He applies for a new job. He gets this amazing PR job. And, um, you know, things just got restored to him in four days. And I love that testimony of him. And he keeps sharing of how his life changed in four days and four hours what Jesus uh, did for him. Okay. And that's what happens when you come back to your father. Your father just doesn't come and fix one part of your life. He's your father. Any true father will just fix everything. It's because you become a son. So I, uh, Bhavan is with Beloved and he's on our group, but I, I hadn't, um, you know, uh, wasn't in touch with him for over a year. And so yesterday Bhavan calls me and uh, I spoke with him and uh, it was amazing to see what God's doing, you know. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you can forget about your father, but the father doesn't forget about you. Okay. And once you become a son, you'll always be a son. That decision that you did and you think you can go away, but you become the righteousness of God. You become a new creation and you don't stop being a new creation. So he was telling me yesterday, he's saying, uh, you know, the testimonies that God has done in my life and what uh, amazing things have happened. And so one of them was, uh, uh, you know, there was a decision in his job that he had, he had two opportunities to take, either Bangalore or Pune. And he didn't know what to do. And so he just prayed and he said, Jesus, I'm uh, confused. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pick. And so uh, he, he tells me, he's saying he had this amazing dream. He gets up at five in the morning. He has this dream of where an angel comes and tells him. He's saying, but in the dream, Priya, I'm all dressed up white. Okay. And, uh, and this is what I want to explain today. Uh, so he's saying, and in this dream, the angel came and said, who do you love more, your mom or your dad? So he said, I love both. So the angel again asked him, who do you love more, your mom or your dad? And then he thought about it and he said, I love my mom. And so the agent said that, okay, where does your mom live? And so he's like, she lives in Pune. She's saying, well, then that's where you need to be right now. And so then he had this decision, like he moved to Pune right now. And, you know, he might come back to Bombay and stuff. Uh, so I told him, I said, Bhavan, you know why you were wearing white? Because in the earlier dream, it was only Jesus wearing white. He wasn't wearing white. But after he's become a son, in this dream, he was wearing white. So I said, because you become a son of God. As he is, so are you. You'll become the righteousness of God in Christ. Okay, that's why you're, you, were, you were in white. And so then he understood, oh, okay. And, um, you know, some people will say, oh, I don't get dreams. I don't get encounters. And it's so simple for that person. You know, when I was young, when I just come into the kingdom, I had a lot of supernatural encounters. I had more dreams. I would hear more audible voices. I would have more encounters. And that's your growing. And as I began to mature, God wanted me, he started sort of like keeping those away is because he wanted me to start taking his word seriously. Okay, we use the, we use the magic and the signs and all of this for babies, you know, to entertain them. But as you're growing, there's less. And because he wants you to mature up in his word. And trust me, when you start relying on his word alone, then he'll fill all of them back to you. Because he knows you don't need them now. It's because his word is enough. Okay. And so, uh, and so it's a journey. I would say it's an encounter. I still get some here and there and God will give me something. And so it's just a journey, but I don't need it anymore. The word is enough. If I see it in the word, I just, I just believe it. Okay. But I want you to say now, Bhavan did not know that he's the righteousness of God. Okay. But 
But is he the righteousness of God? Has he become a son? Yes, he is. But his mind might catch up to him later. But he still is a son of God. And that's what God was trying to show him. And that's what I just showed him through, through his dream. Because in the earlier one, it was Jesus wearing white. But in this one, he said, why am I clothed in white? I said, because the Bible says you become the righteousness of God now. Innocent, spotless, blameless. And so your entire journey, the minute you came into the kingdom, you become a son of God. You're not become, you're not become me. You become a son of God. And all you're doing when you're hearing the word is you're just, I'm just telling you who you already are. And who you are is working for you. Okay. Now today I want to get into quickly, uh, you know, I'm, I call this the good report, but it's like spiritual warfare. Okay. And uh, everything about a son is a decision. You have to know that. Okay. It's some people say, you know, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm speaking it, but nothing is happening. It, nothing is happening. And uh, sometimes I want you, this is not about telling me, this is about you. And I want you to take some time out, just go sit and then question yourself and ask this, do you really believe, what do you believe in this area about who you are? The doubt in the new covenant is not doubting the word. It is doubting, doubting who you are and who God has made you. The word of God is a mirror to show you what you become. So every time it says don't doubt, is don't doubt who you are. If it says you're crucified with Christ, yeah, it's all, I was crucified. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. So my doubt would be to doubt that I'm a son of God. Like Bhavan, Bhavan didn't even know why he was wearing white. But God was showing him, he's become a son. I just showed him already who he already is. Now he may not believe it, but that's who he is. So the doubt is about doubting who you are. Okay. And um, everything is your entire kingdom. Entire journey is by faith. It's like oxygen for you. So someone to say, I don't have faith. You can't even say that because you can't be a son and not have faith. It's your DNA. It's who you are. Okay. Um, I want to quickly read this. Okay. Because uh, I have a lot of things to cover, but I'm just going to read this. And then uh, the Holy Spirit is just going to bring it all together. Okay. Uh, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And since, uh, chapter 4, verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, now look what it says. I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. I believed and therefore I spoke. You know, if you really believe something with all of your heart, what you speak, what you do, what you think will come out of that place. You don't have to struggle anything. It's because sometimes you really don't believe in that area. You've still not made a decision about who you are. That's where you're constantly doubting. But if you really believe it and believing, trust me, is simply a decision. Like how did you become a son of God? You believe that Jesus is. Jesus went on the cross. Jesus died. Jesus rose again. The minute I, I prayed, that's it. I've become a son. You believed it. And now come what may, can anything change that belief that you're a son? It's, it's a decision that you make. And everything about from there on is a journey and you look in the word and it's a decision that you make. Okay? So I wanted, so it says, I believe and therefore I spoke. In verse, uh, in chapter 5, verse 7, in 2 Corinthians, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Okay? 
Now, um, I want. I I told you last time. Uh, there are seven or eight, uh, there are about eleven scriptures in any problem that you're going through. These are the eleven scriptures. I've already put that PDF file up. I want you to meditate on these. Only eleven things. It talks about spiritual warfare, right? Like for example, you think something is coming against you, and what are you doing? And in all of these eleven, you'll see what God is telling you to do. You don't fight the devil. You only stand your ground. The Bible talks about resisting, not fighting. You don't fight something that has already been fought. God doesn't expect you to fight anything anymore because Jesus did it all for you. Today, your position and my position is to hold something, to stand and to hold a firm position. And then everything tells you the only doubt that is coming today is not to doubt the word. The doubt that will come to you is to doubt who you are. So everything comes to tell you, you're not a son of God. Look at that. That thing looks like the head. Or look at that. Uh, you know, that circumstance looks like, uh, you know, you're going to fall sick. Or you look at your body. And then you're holding on to the position, oh, I'm a son. It's not in my nature. Now, where does it all come in? How does it all begin first? It comes to your thoughts. Nothing can come into your, even in your physical body, if you didn't entertain it first in your thoughts at some point. Trust me, that is the truth. Okay, and so now I told you there are two Peters. It's okay if you even were not, you know, you were casual about it. You still don't know. Uh, and you know, and you began to sing and Jesus is there and he pulls you out. The Bible says to each one, God has given a measure of faith. And then you use that faith like a muscle. You exercise it. And that's how you, you grow in your relationship. That's why I always say it's okay to go to the doctor. Be true to where you are. If you've never really used your faith in certain things, yeah, it's okay. Just be, God will not teach you to walk on water. He's not taught, taught you to swim first. That's why it's a personal relationship. I grow, but I always use that faith and I keep using it. I keep using it. Don't wait for a big problem to come up and then you've never used it. You take it in the microcosm, in the small things. That's why I say if it's in a headache, if it's in a cold, don't be casual about it. If you're a son, it's not in your nature. Start using at that small little, in those small little things. So that tomorrow, anything, it's the same thing. You walk, it's a, it's a lifestyle for me. Okay. But, um, so I want, let's just read that. I'm going to, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Okay. I'm just going to read that. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, okay, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That is the simplicity of it. You believe and therefore you speak it. Okay. Now I'll give you an example. Uh, okay. I'm going to read a few scriptures and then I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Trust me. It's very, very easy to walk in divine health. It's very, very easy to have victory over everything that is coming against you. If you start doing these things, A is start believing who you are, not becoming. It's already who you are. 
when it says renew your mind renew your mind to already who you are you're not becoming anything i'm just waking up to who i am bhavan didn't know but i just showed him what his dream showed him this is who you become because he's like why am i wearing white clothes like jesus because he is the son of god but he multiplied other sons of god as he is so are you in this world now okay um two corinthians 10:3 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down. Now look at this: mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is this talking about? Thoughts. Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. maybe someone is speaking maybe it's some thought every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god that means against the word of god against what the word says who you are and everything exalting itself meaning rising up in your imagination or in your thoughts or someone speaking against the word of god what the word says who you are and what does it tell you and me to do about it does it just say oh now cry about it and start praying no god gives you an instruction and what is the instruction god is giving you it's saying bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when when your obedience is fulfilled it's telling you and me to pull down that stronghold to cast down that argument and to take that thought captive so is it telling us to pray to god when thoughts come what do i do when negative thoughts come what do i do it's telling you what to do god is giving you an instruction and so if i see an instruction in the bible that tells me something what to do i do it it's telling you nothing can come first it's only coming in thoughts and arguments and things okay i put the these scriptures in order of things how they come If you haven't made a decision that you become a new creation, if you still think you're a human, then go and sit today. After you believe in Jesus, whether you believe it or not, you became a son of God. Just as He is, so are you. Now, your job is: Do you really believe that? You became a son. Even if you don't believe, you die. You go to heaven. God will show you. You were always a son. You just didn't believe it. the devil believed it the spiritual realm knew it the only person that didn't believe it was you and the more you start believing who you are it's for your own benefit you're not as you're believing you're not becoming you're believing because you already are you're just believing to the truth that's it okay this mind of yours is a the, the carnal mind is enmity this is the one that needs to be subdued and submit it to what the spirit man is saying to who you are that's that's the simplicity of what renewing is okay so first things it comes in thoughts so a thought if you've not decided that it's not in your nature to fall sick you will keep pondering you will keep pondering in many areas and so a cold can come cough can come you'll cough you'll go and everything and then i i would say the simplicity of start believing it's not in your nature it's not in your nature okay so i'll give you an example uh recently a uh, a uh, couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago someone very close to me was detected with covid 
okay and um, the mother had covid then she got covid and she's a son she's coming to the kingdom and she's growing now and so she messaged all of these symptoms were there everything and i, I was like okay and then uh, she messaged saying you should get yourself uh, tested as well and in the minute uh, she said that i said but it's not in my nature as a son i'm not double minded about who i am is because it's not in my nature because it's not in my nature you're a son it's not in your nature now immediately after that i said that the next day for at least 5 hours i had thoughts coming to my head just thoughts getting attacked attacked coming to my head and then so at first i wasn't even speaking it i was just saying it's not my nature i just continued doing my work and i was going and things like that okay i i'm going to read uh, two other scriptures and then i'm going to use this example okay and i'll tell you the simplicity of it 2 corinthians 10 3 okay uh, sorry i already read that i'm going to read uh, ephesians 6 10 the armor of god finally my brethren be strong in the lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil does it say fight against the devil it says stand against the tricks of the devil the 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 wiles of the devil means his trickery he has no power he only lie to you in your thoughts first he can lie to you in thoughts or he can use somebody to speak something to you but it's first coming in words to you nothing is happening in your life apart from words first there are words coming whether it's somebody speaking to you or someone it's a thought that is planted in your head okay so look at this it tells you my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand simply stand against the tricks of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood that means it's not something physical we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand then again it says stand therefore having girded your waist with truth i told you last time the belt or the belt on your waist it holds all things together having girded your waist with truth truth about who you are all that the bible today is telling you none of the promises of god need to be accomplished for you when it says all the promises of god are yes and amen it's telling you when you look at it this is who i am so if you read a promise that says uh it's in you know uh for example like oh i bless you with wealth for me today it would be it's in my nature that whatever i touch will multiply if there is a promise about children i'm not claiming that i have children I'm not going to claim it. You know what I'm going to see? It's in my nature to be fruitful and to be to multiply. It's in my nature not to be barren. It's in my nature, and I don't need to look at my physical body and the way the world does and looks at barrenness and looks at the womb and judges the male, the female, and all of this. No, no, no. Those are the laws of this world. I belong to my Father, and Jesus had, uh, you know, uh, God brought him through. the power of the holy spirit came upon mary and he came through the uh, born of of the word of god by the holy spirit 
I, I've heard so many testimonies in Africa where someone prayed for somebody who didn't even have eyeballs and that person can see without eyeballs. God doesn't need to give you an eyeball to make you see. God can make you see without an eyeball. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Okay, there are testimonies of children coming forth out of three months, full grown babies in Africa, not nine months, three grown, three months. My point is, don't let the patterns of this world define who you are. You're not under the TikTok of this world anymore. So you, you don't have to look, uh, look at your physical body and judge where the God's promises stand for you. Okay, and so it says here, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's why Bhavan was in white, clothed in white. Having the breastplate of righteousness. What does that mean? No more condemnation. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what your body looks like. I don't care anything. You are the righteousness of God. That means you are right with God. And because you're right with God, all of the inheritance, as he is, so are you in this world. Okay? Having the breastplate of righteousness, that means no condemnation. Well, what is the condemnation coming to be? Oh, you hung out with her. Oh, you did this. And so now you can get COVID. And so, but I'm like, it is not in my nature. That's what I mean by breastplate of righteousness. Okay. Uh, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking above, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Again, this talks about just thoughts coming to you. Just thoughts. Trust me, if you learn to take down your thoughts, a lot of your life will be very simple. You won't need to constantly be bailed out out of the water. You'll walk on water. But you have to learn to do this. Jesus has given an instruction. So then you say, oh, why did this happen to me? Because you've not, you're still like the David in the Old Testament. You're still come, you look at yourself like a David who needs to be rescued. Or you look at yourself like Peter going in the water and pulling out. And of course he's there. But if you want to walk on water, then even Jesus told Peter, why did you doubt? Now when Peter, before the cross, when Peter was with Jesus, he had not become a son of God yet. Because Jesus had not gone on the cross and died for his sins. After Jesus went on the cross, died for his sins, Peter and all the disciples, they became sons of God. Because the spirit was no longer on them, it came and dwelt in them. They became a new creation. So you and I today are just like that. As Jesus is, so are you and I in this world. And so God, if Jesus today had to tell you, he would be, he would say Rishi, or he would say Bhavan, or he would say Cyril, or he would say Sheetal. Why do you doubt that you're a son? Why did you let the storm tell you that you're lower? Is that greater than who you are? You are creator. Creator will always be greater than creation. Why did you fear that something else is greater than you? It's up under your feet. And so even as the thought came to my mind, okay, now look at this. It says, take up the shield of faith that you will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation. And then it says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for, the, for all the saints. So I'm taking this example, right? So that... So someone said, oh, go get yourself tested. The next day for five hours, I had thoughts just come to my head. That, oh my God, like, are you feeling? Is your temperature high? Is, and all of these were just thoughts. 
and I was going around because of the proximity and I just kept saying but it's not in my nature okay so I wasn't even saying it the thoughts just kept coming more and then I decided after literally two hours I began to speak and take when the thoughts multiplied I took the spirit uh, I took the word of God I, I, this is literally what I did okay it says yeah so first I had the sheet of faith right faith up which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one so I had my faith and I'm like no it's not in my nature I said it once but after that, it just kept coming for like three hours because I wasn't speaking. And then I, I took, it says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so then what I started doing, I said, I'm a new creation, born of my father. As he is, so am I in this world. It's not in my nature. I just began to speak. And guess what happened? The thoughts that kept coming for three hours for me, suddenly they vanished. And then you realize and then this word is true. Go back to 2 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, you are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against spiritual things. The warfare is not carnal, but mighty in God and pulling down strongholds, bringing any thought into captivity. And so when Ephesians 6 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, there is somebody you realize who's talking to you. You think they're your thoughts, they're not your thoughts. If they don't align with God's thoughts, they're clearly not your thoughts. Okay? And so how come thoughts were coming and how come they went away as easily as they came for three hours is because I began to speak the word. And then I realized, and you will realize, that you're not fighting against flesh and blood, that it is something telling you and now that sort of a spirit has, just, has cut off everything. And then it says, you resisted the devil and he will flee. Just like the way Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil came and spoke to him, he just didn't keep mugging. He spoke and then after speaking, it says the devil left him and he went. He left him alone. And what happens is most times when things come, people just don't zip their mouth. Then the first thing that they will do, pick up the phone and talk about their problems. And in doing that, you've forgotten you're a son. Are you still a son? Of course you are. But guess what happens? Because now the devil knows this person is a son, just doesn't believe they're a son. I can so whack them. And you get whacked all over. You get sick. You fall sick. And then you want Jesus to bail you out. And of course he's there. He'll pull you out of the water. But my, my dear, you did not even need to drown. You drown and you began to drown is because you forget you're a son. You forget not because you're not a son. You forget you're a son. Okay? And so, and he, you're still the righteousness of God. You still come out. You still pull out. And then you have your amazing testimonies how God healed you or whatever. Isn't it a better place to walk, be in divine health rather than get bailed out? And that's what I want to teach you to walk on water. So now, did things come to me? Yeah, first someone spoke something. I said, yeah, but it's not in my nature. But then after that, it came to test me. Do you really believe you're a son? Oh, look at that. Are you feeling a little cold? Or why don't you check your temperature? Or maybe before you go to the store, check what it said on his thing. All of these thoughts came and I just ignored it. I ignored it. And then they just kept mounting up, mounting up. And then I realized, oh man, I did the first. Let me just take the sword of the spirit and chop it all off. And then I just began to speak. It's not in my nature. I'm a son. I'm a new creation. I'm a son of God. Okay, as he is, so am I in this world. I just began to speak. And what happened for five hours of negative bombarding on my head, just vanished. Just vanished. Is because 
you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're a son of God. And now if you learn to take dominion in this area, after some time, trust me, you're not even taking dominion because you've already taken ground. You're a son. The wrestling for a son is only in your thoughts. You learn to take it down there. And so it's simple. Trust me, you're a son. It's a growing. It's, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing to remind you you're a son. To remind you, because when you're not here, what is he convicting you of? Righteousness. Because now I go to the Father and you see me no more. In the, uh, in the Gospel of John, you read of what the Holy Spirit is doing. He co comes to convict the world of sin, of righteousness of, and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. That's the time when you were getting saved. Now you become a son. Then it says of righteousness because now I go to the Father and you see me no more. So now what is the Holy Spirit in you? Every time the problem comes reminding you, Priya, don't forget, you're a son. You're the righteousness of God. These thoughts that are coming, take the, take the song. It's just a thought. Take it down. Pull it down. So what did I do? Do I let the thoughts be there? I pulled them down. He gave me an instruction. I did it. So when people ask me, what do I do with negative thoughts? Yeah, read the word. It tells you to pull the thought down. It tells you to take the thought captive. It tells you to use the sword of the spirit. People, sometimes I feel they come to me, they just don't want to do anything. You don't want to co-labor with the Holy Spirit, you're getting slapped by the devil. That's why you get into problems. You learn to not do. You are just being. Now, did I have to fight in this? I was not fighting. I was just resisting something. Resist means something is coming and I'm just going, excuse me, I'm a son. Excuse me. I'm a son. That's what Jesus did in the wilderness. Something into telling he's not a son. All Jesus said, excuse me. I'm a son. I don't do anything to prove I'm a son. He didn't do anything. And then guess who was taking? The devil was running. Jesus was going. Taking ground. Taking dominion. He will flee from you. It's because he knows you're a son. Okay? And trust me, once you take something down, it's like waves and ripples in the spiritual realm. They all know you're a son. You are a big threat to everybody. So those are the times when you just walk into the room and the person has got healed. Your very realm that you walk is the realm of the sun. It's because it's not about telling somebody else that convincing. You have to convince yourself you're a son. So a lot of times some people say I'm confessing scriptures and I'm doing everything. You're doing. Do you really believe? Do you really believe you're a son? Sometimes I'm not kidding. I just take time out to really go and I take areas of my life and I say, what do you really believe in this area? And then I take the word and I see, do I really believe that or do I really believe something else? And then I pull out all the weeds. Oh my God, those are all lies that I've been believing. And I take that word. And then if I see that word, this is not, I'm not becoming it. This is who I am. This is who I am. And I rest with it. That's it. And now whatever tells me I'm not, it comes to contrast and say, no, you're not. No, 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 I don't care. My identity doesn't come from the storm or from anything that is telling me or a newspaper article that is written about me. No, no, no. My identity comes from what my father says about me. And what this word is telling me who I am. And I just rest in that. That's it. This is who I am. I, I, I go to the cross with it. That means I become one with it. I'm single-minded about it. I'm not double-minded. Double-minded in the new covenant Simply means doubting. Not doubting the word. If you're doubting the word, it means doubting who you are. What the word says about who you are. So you take it down in your thoughts first. Anytime you're faced with a problem, 
I did this very recently and I saw the way the problem escalated, it escalated like this. Because I didn't pick up the phone and speak about the problem, the minute it escalated and became this huge problem, I went, I sat outside for 10 minutes. I did not speak anything. I just calmed myself down because looking at the problem, I can react and get all crazy. I just calmed myself down. I zipped my mouth. I just sat. I reminded myself in that time, I was a son. I am the righteousness of God. I'm still the perfect will of the father. And I didn't care what I saw. The way it escalated was also the way it came down. So the degree it escalated was also to the degree and the quickness of it coming down and getting subdued when I didn't let that problem change my mind and run after it. The problem escalated and it looked like I should run after it to fix it and I just, I took myself out there and I didn't steal the problem, I stilled myself. Reminding myself that I didn't need to fix something, reminding myself who I was, that I'm still the head. All things are still under my feet and I will not let any situation change that or give me an identity that I'm not the head. And the way it escalated, trust me, was also the intensity and the way it came down. Okay, in every situation, learn to do that. Thoughts come, everything comes. I want you to not pick up the phone and talk about our problems because nothing will happen when you talk. You'll get some counsel from the world and from the world people will tell you what to do and there is just no effectiveness of that. And I hate death. I hate death in every form, not just physical death. Because it's not in the nature of a son to have death. You and I are partakers of the tree of life, not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Good and evil is constantly processing between right and wrong. Good decision and bad decision, they both, it says, the fruit of that tree leads to death. You and I are sons. Whatever you do, God will turn it all around for your good. It'll just give life. And so you go in a problem, still yourself, remind yourself who you are. Don't doubt who you are. That's it. And now cast that care, just go. Maybe go watch a movie, funny movie. Go, go minister, go give some life to somebody. And you realize how that escalation just bowed down to you. It's because you didn't run after it. It's the same with everything. First, you take on your identity. I love identity. Identity simply means believing who I am. In the new covenant. David was not a son of God. You and I have become sons of God. David needs to be bailed out. We don't need to be bailed out. You're a son. David is praying. Oh, I want this and keep me. You, you and I can take identity. It's not in my nature. You can say that. It's not in your nature. Your DNA changed. The minute you became a son, it means born from above. Born of my father. That's why as he is, so am I in this world. That's why Bhavan is wondering, in the first dream, when I met Jesus, he was wearing white, but now why am I wearing white? Because you're born of him. As he is, so are you in this world. They become sons. Okay, sons don't fight, sons rest, sons resist. This entire world was telling you just to stand. So what did I do in that situation? First, I had the shield of faith. I had the darts coming. But then when I thought the thoughts were just going crazy, I took the sword of the spirit. And I began speaking it and all those thoughts just disappeared. Now I've learned to do that. I've learned to do that over the years. Before I would pick up the phone, talk to my friends and it's just like a cloud and it doesn't go. And no matter how much they counsel me, the thoughts are still there. It's because I was a baby. And then I started getting serious with the word. I would just take the word, see what the word is telling me to do. 
your Holy Spirit is clearly telling me to do something. He is telling me to pull it down. I'll pull it down. He's telling, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did it and it went away in a minute. What I was wrestling with for three hours suddenly just disappeared. But then I realized, yeah, you're very right when you say you're not fighting against flesh and blood. It is a spirit, it's a thing, but it's all just in thoughts, in words. Okay? Now look at this, Ephesians 1.15. Therefore I also, now, so what, I, what do I mean by this? Did COVID come? Did thoughts? COVID didn't, thoughts did. Okay? But you took it down and because you're an untouchable, it's not in your nature. You are a son. You decide. You are the door. You decide. Okay? I was falling sick. You all have heard my testimony. You all can read the other YouTube videos. For the longest time, for four years or five, when I came into the kingdom, I was like a baby. I didn't know. I, I was like, oh, God has to protect me and he has to do everything. And then he started maturing me as a son. So I was falling sick from 2009 to 2012. Sickness after sickness, some were incurable. Rheumatoid arthritis. And then after some time, he showed me the word and told me, I'll teach you how to walk on water now. Stop praying to me to bail you out. Like Peter who's falling and getting constantly needs bailing out. I'll teach you to walk on water where you don't fall sick. And then he taught me and it's exactly what I'm telling you right now. Take it down in your thoughts. Stop saying it. Speak the word. It will go. And then after some time, you're not even, you're not fighting. You're not going through circles in that. You're walking in divine health because it's not in your nature. Decide that first. Don't be double-minded. What happens is when you take on the word, it's not in my nature to fall sick. I'm a new creation. But then why am I getting this symptom? Oh, so you let the symptom change who you are. It lit believing literally means even though you see it, you still believe because that is the truth. And when you don't let something decide for you, that's believing. Now you've made a decision about who you are. That's what I mean. I have decided I will die with rheumatoid arthritis, but I will not let rheumatoid arthritis give me an identity that I am sick, that I have rheumatoid arthritis. No, I believe my father. I say, my father says it's not in my nature. And so it's not in my nature. That's it. I didn't let even the symptoms in my body tell me who I am or define me. I am sick. No, I just decided, no, that's not it. And what did happen for eight months happened in just a few days when I became single-minded that I will let only the word tell me who I am, not even my own body. And even though it's crying out so much. And the minute I became single-minded about who it is, everything disappeared. And after that, I just didn't fall sick as well. My point is that first comes in your thoughts. Believing. Believing is simplicity. We believe and therefore we speak. We believe and therefore we speak. Okay? Look down now. Let's go to Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 1.15. So we talked about how it says that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against all of these principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of the sage. Okay? So it sounds like, oh my God, we're fighting against these big things and big powers and rulers and everything. Now look at, look at the next verse. Sorry. Look at the next verse. Okay, Ephesians 1.5. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It's also in the knowledge of you. The eyes of your understanding. The eyes of your understanding. When it says the lamp of the body is the eye, if the eye is good, the whole body is full of light. That word eye in Hebrew, in Greek, is translated as uh, means understanding. 
and the word good in hebrew uh, in greek means single the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that means becoming single you're becoming you're not confused about who you are you're becoming now single about who you are that you may know what is the hope of his calling what the what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the state that means you come to know what is your inheritance even as you becoming single about who you are you you don't doubt who you are this is not doubting the world in other words what it's saying is when you say you doubt the world you don't believe the world it's not about believing the world it's about believing who you are because you're born of the world now you understand so any doubt today that you have you're doubting yourself when i say you died it's all christ to you is it me is it god is it me is it god you died it's all christ in you and your reference point is that i believe that whatever is not of christ will go it will get sifted out they're like weeds they will just go okay having the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in christ look at this this is also you when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come look at ephesians 2:4 but god who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even though we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in christ for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself it's a gift of god not of works lest any one should boast so what does it say we're fighting not against flesh and blood against principalities powers rulers blah 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 it looks very much strong but then the next verse says but all of these things and all these powers and all this might and dominion in every name is under your feet is under my feet let's go down to uh quickly colossians 2:11 look at this in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of christ buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of god who raised him from the dead and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses all your sins have been forgiven having wiped out the handwriting handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross look at this having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it so one says you're fighting against principalities and powers then the next verse i showed you says but the very principalities and powers you think you're fighting they're all under your feet and then jesus says i have disarmed all of these principalities and powers oh so are the principalities and powers yes there are are they fighting yes they they're there they they come against you but have they been defeated they've already been defeated you know we got our independence in 1947 india got an independence we were a free nation we came out of the british rule now if you've already been given victory and freedom are we fighting the british every day 
or has it already been done? But if we don't know, we have this whole declaration of independence and some British come and someone comes and tries to attack is because you don't know you, you already have it. They will come, but by illegal force. They don't have any right and they are whipping you is because you don't know you have the declaration of independence. You don't have your, you don't know that you're a free nation. So they're there, not by right. Is because you don't know and that's how the devil works. All of the principalities, powers, everything is under your feet. And that's why the very intention they want you to do is to fight it. Come after me and start fighting like the battle has not been fought. And so what did I do? Did I fight? I didn't fight. I resisted. The Bible only tells you and me to resist the devil and he will flee. The trickery of the devil. Why trick? Why does it say wires? Why trickery? He has to trick you through deception. Is because he has been defeated. What do you think Jesus did on the cross? He came, he went, he took dominion back and gave it to you. How insulting to start fighting something that has already been won for you by one man. I can't take the devil down. Jesus did. By going on the cross, by dying for your sins, my sins, he defeated him. He paid the penalty so that today he can never accuse you of anything. So your job is to not go just by the thoughts that come into your head and you start digging and you get bashed up and I feel sad. It's because people are not reading the word. Get born, get born again doesn't mean God now. Yeah, he's, he's your father but the Holy Spirit is working with you. You have to co-labor. If someone doesn't want to co-labor, I can't help them. You're the Peter drowning and I feel sad for you. And yeah, Jesus is bailing on and I, I don't know what to do also. He will go and I say he will still bail you out. Do what he's telling. Go in your own personal relationship. See what he's doing. But if you want to walk on water, there are instructions. Pull down your thoughts. Take thoughts captive. Use the sword of the spirit. You're doing all of that and now you're walking like the sun. Principalities, powers, all they are under our feet and they've been disarmed. That's why you don't fight. We're the only kings that reign by sitting, by not fighting. So did you know when the escalation happened recently, everything came to tell me to go and take it. Take something back. And I didn't need to take something back if I know it's already mine. I just went, I calmed myself out instead of letting the situation change who I am. I just sat down and I decided I'm a I'm a son. It's already mine. And I rested and reminded myself, not the situation. I didn't even speak to the situation. Jesus is not speaking to the storm. He's sleeping in the storm. He spoke to the storm for the disciples. But after you become a son of God, you can also speak to the storm. So I went, I quietened myself. I didn't speak to the situation and command the situation. I just reminded myself I'm a son. It's not in my nature, I'm the head. All things turn and work out for my good. And that's what happened. Okay. Look at 1 Peter 5 5. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, roaring lion, 
seeking whom he may devour. That means who is my bait? Let me exalt this and let me see who doesn't know he's a son. And who gets intimidated by all the things that I'm saying. And so then there are some who get fearful. Oh, look what happened. Okay. And what does it say in the next verse? Resist him. Resist him. Not fight him. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. That means your shield of faith. Your sword of the spirit. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ. After you have suffered a while. Perfect, established, strengthened and set in you. To, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let me read John verse 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 6. But he, gives more, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will free from you. How do you resist the devil? The devil cannot touch you. He can only give you thoughts. First, and by you reacting to those thoughts, that's how he knows where you are. He knows, are you really, you know, in this area, what do you think? That's what I mean. Like, you know, start taking, take dominion in microcosm. Trust me, you don't have to convince the whole world you're a son. Everyone knows you're a son. In my, it works in microcosm. In the small little areas. And that's how you take dominion. Dominion. You know, you don't, just don't wake up one day and take dominion. It has all been given to you. How did, uh, you know, I've used this, it may not be the most perfect example to explain, but how did some, some bad people become really influential? And then even a kid hears that name, they get scared because of that name. They started in the small, small. And then the name, the name was enough that even the name of that person, people get scared. Because it started in small first. And it's the same way you start in microcosm. You start walking like a sun. You're not double-minded about who you are. It's not convincing about to the world. The convincing is to you. And then you believe <coughs> and your name is already known in the spiritual realm. Trust me. They know who is a son and doesn't know you're a son. Okay, and that, that's why you have certain people ages. How, how do these, these things happen in your life? It's because they believe they're a son. Maybe you don't. But are both of them sons? Yes. One believes, one doesn't. One co-labors with the Holy Spirit. One does not co-labor with the Holy Spirit. And so one is like Peter drowning, whereas one is like Peter walking. And so they have testimonies like they're walking on water, whereas the other testimonies look like they're bailed out. Are they both sons? They're both sons. It's just to the degree that you're walking, you're using your relationship with faith. You're, you, you know, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to get all the weeds out. I've been through so many things. My God, I never, I stopped questioning why. I know that if I'm going through a storm, its storm is not supposed to affect me. I'm a son. So if I feel something, a situation overwhelm me, I'm like, my God, I've forgotten I'm a son in this area. That's why it's overwhelming me. And then I remind myself I'm a son. And I take on, oh my God, in this, what can I do? I, I cast my cares. That's it. This is the nature of a son. It's not in my nature to worry. I started saying that recently. It's not in my nature to worry. It's not in my nature. After some time, I'm realizing hmm, what I was acting three weeks ago, I'm not acting like anymore like this. Because I started with identity. I started believing this is who I am. Okay? It says, resist the devil and he will flee. 2 Peter 1-2 Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, 
that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption in greek that word is decay having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust that means there's a rem that has got death in it and you escape this rem of death by believing who you are so all the promises of god when when the bible says the promises of god are yes and amen for you okay i don't take the promises to become them the promises simply show me who i am and so what am i telling you today what is all of these nine 11 scriptures that i'm giving you today you know everything is just first thoughts if you learn to take your thoughts captive if you learn to still yourself stop talking about your problems i'm not even saying stop talking talking to the storm i'm not even advising you that because jesus was not talking to the storm jesus is a son you and i are sons i sometimes i only talk to myself to remind myself that i am a son that's the only talking that you should be doing go in a room realize all the principalities powers anything that is coming against you it tells you that you're not fighting against it right you're fight, not fighting against flesh and blood right principalities but then take another thought to remember okay but it says that these principalities and powers god has raised me up they're all under my feet every name is under my feet okay it also says that these principalities and powers have been disarmed okay so now what so now all of the situation is coming to tell you priya come on and fight me let's do something let's pray and let's try and fix this and that's the thing i'm telling you to resist and i'm saying you don't need to pray about something that's already been fixed and i'm telling you to take your guard to sit down remind yourself i'm the head i'm a son so it's not just saying i'm a son i'm a son in that problem see yourself as who you are so if it's sickness and some symptoms but it's not in my nature if it looks like some escalation at work but i am the head so whatever this is we'll have to bow down okay if it looks like someone you know a doctor is giving you something before and all you're looking at it some child or something like that but it's in my nature to be fruitful and to multiply it's not in my nature to have that i am resurrection life okay all of the resurrection life is flowing and what are you doing you're reminding yourself your position and now everything is telling you take on take on trust me do not let in that time when you're going through i mung myself i do not even meet people i don't even meet christians sometimes if they don't know their sons or if they feel they get confused i don't i isolate myself by myself i might pick up the phone and talk to somebody who will remind me i'm a son that's what i usually do and then i realize everything just changes in an instant and i've seen it so many times i know it's not flesh and blood these things come to to like a snare like a trap to get me running after it and i have to still myself disconnect and not run after that problem remind myself shut the door i'm a son and it bows down to you that's when you realize you're supernatural that's when people will realize who is this man what kind of man is this that even the storm is obeying him and people will realize what kind of person you are that all of these things are serving you what kind of influence you have is because you are a son of god okay i told you in last time i gave you an example of a sri lankan of an indian going to sri lanka for an american to be in india it's very easy if they're caucasian if they look white skin 
there's going to be no wrestling. He wakes up in the morning, he looks white, he goes out, he's surrounded by some brown people. It's easy for him to get reminded, even the brown people are helping him remember he's a son. He looks different. But if I went to Sri Lanka, I look the same, maybe the skin color is the same, we all look the same, and I could forget that I'm Indian. And if I'm hanging around with a bunch of Sri Lankans, I can take on the identity of a Sri Lankan, think that, oh, I'm Sri Lankan and Sri Lankan laws apply to me. But if I know, if I really believe I'm Indian, no matter what the politics of Sri Lanka is going on, I will go home and sleep perfectly calm. Because I know my passport is Indian, I'm an Indian. Now, do I have to be convinced if I truly believe it? If you really believe something, you don't have to be convinced. Or you don't have to let situations and things convince you. You believe it because it's who you are. So even if a bunch of Sri Lankans are telling you, listen, you're Sri Lankan, you're Sri Lankan, you're Sri Lankan, you'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm Indian. I'm born Indian. You have the passport. You know you're Indian. And that's what renewing the mind is. You're in this world, but not of this world. You look the same. You look human. Jesus looked just the same. Probably looked Greek because he was born there. He wasn't that culture. Hebrew. Just looked just like them. Middle Eastern. Looked the same. But everyone who looked at him, can they decipher that he looks, looks like a human being, but he is supernatural. Son of God. He is walking on water. This is a different kind of species. He looks like us, but he's not one of us. Sons of God. That's who you are. You're in this world, but not of this world. And sometimes, if you hang around with people, they will make you forget who you are if you're not, if you have not been believing who you are. So you hang around people. I, I told you, if I find it in the world, I've given, uh, you know, I've given some counseling to some married people. And people wanted to get married. I'm not even married yet. But I gave some counseling because I found it in the word and I gave it and it bore fruit. It's because I don't need an experience. I need the word. And if I see it in the word, I'll tell you the word and the word will bear fruit. That's your standing ground. That's your position. If you see it in the word, the word will, the word does what it says it is. It's because it is who it is. And you're born of the word. So you and I are born of the word. It's in our nature. It's in our nature. That's why when it says by stripes you're healed, how can a healed person felt sick? They're two different states of being. So if it says it's who I am, it is who I am. That's it. I don't, I don't become doubt who I am. It's in my nature to have life. That is it. My life is not coming from the food I eat. It's in my nature. It's in my nature to be patient. Okay, fine. It's in my nature to be rich. It's in my nature to multiply everything that comes in my hand, even if it's small, I will multiply it. It's in my nature. After some time, if some situation is overwhelming you, your question is not, why is it overwhelming you? Your question is, it's overwhelming you because in this area, you don't know you're a son. Because you can be in that same situation and the situation will not overwhelm you. COVID doesn't scare me one bit. Because I overcame many other things before. But maybe to someone who did, it is huge. The only difference is one person maybe just knows they're a son, the other person doesn't. Doubts the influence that that thing might have over them. That's the same way. So in any area that I'm going through something, and I'll share in a couple of months more about it, okay? But it's an area that I was, I was taking dominion. I'd forgotten I'm a son. And then I'm reminding myself in that area and I'm seeing worse. I'm like, oh my God, there are so many weeds. 
in my soul in this era and i've been just like uprooting it and i'm like thank you god like the situation is just showing me in this era what i really believe all this time that's why it's overwhelming me that's why it's so huge in front of me and i'm taking it down and bringing it to the obedience of christ all of those things rising up thoughts fears everything like taking it down man you need to go to the cross and now you're reigning as a son and why do i co-labor is because if i do it now i will never have to go through these circles again and again and again cycles again and again okay today's message i want you to read these like 11 scriptures that i took they are so powerful you don't fight a devil you resist him you resist resisting means that's it you're not fighting as a son every situation comes to tell you fight me and then you say i'm not going to fight there's nothing to be fought there's nothing to pray there's nothing to fix i'm a son if you really believe you're a son if you take the word when it says everything is under your feet every name is under your feet then why are you fighting it's because you don't believe that you fight you pray because you don't believe the word a lot of times and that's why i say go decide first what you believe and god in the simplicity will even speak to you he'll show you he'll co labor with you and that's what sonship is it's about identity it's a one time thing i always tell people to do one time you do this you will never go through those things again and again and again i love finding truths about who i am my identity and then using that is because you know if you really believe you're the head you can do it in one area but you take dominion in one area in every other area you realize you get the head it could be in relationship it could be in just in your friendships it could be in uh you know i'm talk, i'm telling you the simplicity of it because you took dominion over it in one area and then everything knows you're the head now oh my god this person has woken up <laughs> and everything and things you were not even praying for fall into place and you wonder how that happened is because it was not a prayer problem or fixing things you fix one thing you remove the lie that's it and everything that life of the wine started growing in the branch and all other areas where it was very subtle that you had believed that lie all got fixed that's what identity does that's what sonship is okay so a son goes to trials and don't walk away from trials the only reason you're in a trial is because you in that area you don't see yourself as a son because if you saw yourself as a son you're not praying storm go away you'll sleep you're above the storm you know you can't drown doesn't matter you're a son it can't affect you you're in covid i don't care you're a son it's not in my nature to fall sick you got what i'm saying and you overcome you overcome you take the word you overcome the word is so true it is absolute truth it's your navigator to tell you what is an illusion and what is not that's why god has always told me all symptoms and all he told me those are illusions you either believe me or you believe your illusions as i have to take him at his word okay fine so all of these symptoms illusions okay it's the word that's it it's not in my nature and all of these illusions just disappear the word is true you have to collaborate with the holy spirit so we are getting negative thoughts and all of that pull them down and how do you, how do they go away they're not just going to go away aim stop speaking about your problems to people nothing will happen if you do take time out shut the door remind yourself you're a son and then if you're getting bombarded start speaking who you are i am a son it's not in my nature or whatever that situation is if you're speaking that it's for some it might be on the head that's it if you've done something wrong and you feel goofed up yeah i go to the father 
I say, Father, I thank you that I'm a son. Yeah, I really messed up here. But I thank you. Your mercy, your grace. I'm a son. I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ. I shake it all off. I'm still the righteousness. I'm not going to let condemnation come. I have the breastplate of righteousness. And you'll see that very thing that is messing with others is not messing with you. And all things are turning around for your good. Guess why? It's because you're born of the tree of life. You will only produce life. So for others, you went with the cancer treatment and it gave you death. No, but with you, you did chemo and it just produced life. It doesn't mean take medicine, not take medicine. Go labor with the Holy Spirit wherever you are. You, it's in your own journey. Bhavin is in his own journey. He didn't know what to do. For me, I just decide whatever I want. I want to go Pune, I want to go Bangalore. I just tell a son, just pick. For him, he wanted that choice. He went to the father, the father showed him. And it's growing and tomorrow he'll come to the place where you know what he's making decisions on his own. He doesn't need a dream to tell him what to do. My, my point is it's your own personal relationship with Jesus. Okay? And you co-labor with Jesus. I don't run away. I used to before. But if I'm in a storm, for Jesus, there is no storm. Because he is a son. Creator is greater than creation. So if any situation has exalted itself, Guess why? It's because you don't see yourself as a son in that area yet. That's why it's so big to you. And the more you realize, the only convincing is not that situation go down. No, the feeling is you feed yourself with the word where you realize you're a son and that situation, whatever it is, it will not affect you. It's the same with my mom, right? When my mom's one report came diagnosed with cancer or malignant, it exalted itself. And then in that, I was not praying for her. I went and took the word and saw I'm a son. Psalm 91 says, whatever belongs to me also, no uh, plague will come near my tent. She's also a son. This is your covenant promise with me. I'm a son. It's not my nature that anyone, my loved ones also get touched. That's it. It was my identity that I saw. And then it got fixed. All situations that are even in your friends' lives or anything, you can get it fixed through who you are. Jesus never said you are resurrection and life. It was Lazarus that needed healing. But he said, I am resurrection and life. The solution is with the sun. There was, there was food problem in the wilderness. He didn't say food come. He took the food. He blessed it. Thank you, Father. He has the food. And now it began out of his hand, multiplied to others. The solution is with the sun. You think the problem is outside and you need to pray for the problem to get fixed that comes to you? You are the solution. It's I am. I am. I am resurrection life. I am the light of the world. Eyes open. I am the bread of life. Here, take food, eat. The solution is with the sun. So when the storm exalted itself or looked like it, I'm not praying storm go down. I just went and I realized, why is there a storm for me? Because I'm a son. It shouldn't affect me. I was not praying the storm. I was questioning. I was looking at myself. Where are the weeds? Why do I feel this is a storm? What are all the lies that I'm believing all these years? And what I've done was in a situation, because of the experience that I've seen happen to other people, I thought... Those are the same experiences that I will have. And I had a lot of fears, which I, I unresolved. And then I saw a situation to showed me and I pulled them out and I said, no, my testimony will be different. Not all of these. I don't have to let these experiences put all of these fears in. 
in me that happened to other people okay and a lot of things i was doing was because of those experiences and then i had to pull out the weeds and just come to like i'm different i'm a son i'm not like yes i'm a son of god my experiences are different okay and everything changed and so i allowed a situation and so now it's not a stop it can be but it's not for it's not for me i'm a son i'm waking up to who i am in that situation do you understand i'm collaborating with the holy spirit to show me why should this be, why should i be anxious in this i'm a son i've forgotten i'm a son remind me show me and i'm taking the word and i'm just seeing who i am okay and then now uh, you just still and then you're not going through those things again and again and again so uh take the word even read the book of james where it talks about the word and you know the 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 mouth and the words that you speak is like the the rudder of the ship okay and that's why it says that it sets on fire your course of the nature that's why the first thing that jesus did after he became a son he got hold of you that's why tongues is and the more you pray in tongues everything comes into alignment that's why you have the prayer, the sword of the spirit the word of god and then say it's saying praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit pray in tongues that's what i did nothing no sickness will touch any one of you is because you act like the world you act like the sri lankans and you forgot in your indian when i'm saying that i'm not making a communal or a political i'm just giving you an analogy an example to say sometimes even your very own friends the hang out your circle or whatever can make you forget you're a son you just need this and remind yourself you're a son zip your mouth take thoughts captive pull them down to the obedience of Christ it's not about speaking trust me jesus said root of vipers and they didn't become vipers so it's not about oh you got your mother you don't speak no 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 i'm not talking about that that it makes you bondage it's believing with intention and then speaking it that's what i mean if you really believe you're a son it's not in your nature if you won't even be casual about sickness you don't even talk it's because it's god in your core then tomorrow you can joke about something also but it's not because you you only don't believe it it's like that it's not in your root also you get it it's not in your nature superman can say i'm not superman and superman doesn't make him not superman it's not his words it's who he is what he believes and so what he believes and the intention by what he speaks can change when you really believe and then jesus said i curse the victory it cursed is because there was intention also in it so not just as, it was intention with those words i believe and therefore i spoke not just speaking you're speaking 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 you don't believe by grace through faith you believe and therefore you speak what do you believe okay and you should only believe what the father says about you because this is the truth it's who you are okay so very simple all of these 11 verses or you know whatever i gave you cast your cares so simple it's not in your nature to worry cast your cares resist not fight resist the devil and he will flee okay the only position we have is that it's victorious it's all done so all thoughts came covid but i just resisted it it's not my nature that's it it went on for some 5 hours but when i began to speak all those thoughts even left everything left victorious life okay you're walking on water because somebody else has already done it for you you don't have to go through something that jesus went through again okay start doing that start taking that word start in your thoughts read all of these scriptures that i gave you so 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 important 
a lot of y'all will even tell me now that you don't even have problems. You're landing up going and fixing other people's problems because now you're a son. You don't have any fires to quench on because you know you're a son. Okay, and now you're going and landing up being savior to others. You're actually being of use of what God made you for. Okay, sometimes you need a problem, just forget about a problem, ignore your problem, go and fix someone else's. And you'll realize how your problem got fixed because it didn't need fixing only. It wanted to grab your attention and you said, excuse me, I'm not running after you. That's what it means. Uh, cast, uh, you're casting your care. I'm not running because it doesn't need to be fixed. I'm a son. My whole life is a finished work. It's all fixed. Okay. It's tailor-made for me. And you walk away, you go and fix somebody else and you realize this fire automatically quenched and went. It's because it's in your nature. If it's in your nature, you go for a movie. Even if you get a bad report, you go enjoy. It's in my nature. You'll enjoy because you really believe it. You're not going by what it, it, something is telling you. And so now you're believing the good report of what God is telling you. Okay? So I'll end this there. Let's uh, just pray. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so I'm just going to uh, let's end this. <clears throat> uh, okay, we're going to give a spiritual tithe. A spiritual tithe is like all the increase that you heard today, that came to you. It quickened you, right? All the weeds, all the lies are getting uprooted. And so all that increase that came to you, you're going to give the Father all the understanding, everything. You're just going to worship Jesus. You're giving him a tithe of the increase that you've got. Okay, and it's going to be multiplied back to you. So just say this with me. Jesus, you are my high priest. And I thank you for all the increase that came into my soul today. And I just worship you with this. I give you a tile of this and I worship you with this right now. You just begin to pray in tongues. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for all this increase that you will multiply it right now. And I just release all of this life into the body I thank you, Father, that even when one son gets it, everyone gets it. Father, I just thank you for anyone watching any symptom, any lying symptoms right now in their body. We just release life right now, Jesus' life into their body right now. Repelling all of those things. We resist, we don't fight, we resist the devil. And he will say, I thank you. That each and every one watching this, I thank you. I thank you, Father. Those who don't know Jesus, just Jesus died on the cross for your sins. If you believe in him, you become a son of God. And I'll just resist the devil and he will flee. I just speak life. That they're sons of God, they're new creations. And that life, your resurrection life is in their body right now, repelling every sickness, every symptom. Every symptom is getting repelled right now. And I declare and I speak, I thank you, Father. I thank you that there's sons and a son always has a good report. Always has a good report because we are sons of God. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Jesus. As you are, so am I in this world. 